Lord Jesus, thank you for, first of all, that you provide for us, that we have anything, that, um, that we have jobs, that we have provision, that we have an ability to earn. And even as the tithes and offerings go around, I ask, Father, there is so much of our heart that is tied up in money. You know how difficult money is because of what it means. And so I ask, Lord Jesus, that as we give, even those who give our two mites, that you see our heart, Lord Jesus. In your wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Cool. I, um, I'm quite excited this morning. I said to my wife from when I, I woke up, I'm like, uh, I'm excited to, it feels like the thing that God started speaking about last week, he wants to um, continue to highlight and work into us as a congregation. And so like a tiny little recap, like every good series on Netflix does. When you start, it always starts with, previously on and then you have this little amazing recap and so previously on honoring the Lord and we we started and we looked at the book of Malachi and it's this incredible story of God calling his family his people together and he as a father is speaking to his children and he is addressing some things in front of them he's he's called them in and he's like guys there are some things and he speaks very straight and he speaks into things. And, and the main thing that we emphasized last week that I wanted to continue this week is that he says in uh, Malachi 1 verse 6, The Lord of heaven's army says to the priest, A son honors his father and a servant respects his master. So he's saying, what am I to you? My, here's my question this morning to you. Some of us, our relationship with God is father. We can relate. For others, he's this grumpy old Man in the sky with a big cane who's angry and wants to punish you all the time. But he says, even then, a son honors his father and a servant respects his master. If I am your father and master, where are the honor and respect that I deserve? You have shown contempt for, name, for my name, but you ask, how have we shown contempt? And so we looked last week, and if, if this feels out of context, I would encourage you to listen to the message last week. Um, that's a little, little, you know, go back, do homework this week. Or if you listened last week, that's good enough. But there is this highlight of how you relate to God, how if you call God your father, I would like to ask you, how do you honor him? And we sang this morning, we honor you, all honor to you, we bow before you as we go low, um, all of those things. And I would ask, if you see God as your father, how do you honor him with your life? Or do you honor him with your life? And then we looked at, well, what does it mean to honor? And that's what we want to look at today. There is two parts to honoring. Well, three parts to honoring. I'm going to do two in one day because I managed to do things quite quickly. And then we'll do one next week. And it's this. To honor the Lord is three simple things. And whenever you read your Bible, I would like you to frame it like this for yourself. If the Bible says, honor the Lord with this, or in this, honor the Lord, it means the simple thing. Hearing him, to honor God is to hear him or to listen to him, to take it to heart, and then to obey him. That's how we honor. So for example, if God calls you to honor him in your marriage, it's this example. What, what does he say about marriage? No one. Okay, cool. Lekker. We've got, a, we've got a lot of ground to cover. To honor him in your marriage as a husband would be this. 
to love your wife and lay your life down for her like Jesus did for the church. Wives, also, it says, submit to your husbands. So for a husband or a wife to hear that from God and then to take it to heart and then to live it out is how you honor God in your marriage. You don't honor God in your marriage by saying, God, I give you honor in my marriage. That's lip service. God is not looking for uh, a family, and this is what exactly is happening with, with Israel. He's saying, you say the right things. You call yourselves the people of God. You call yourselves my, I'm, we're a part of God's family. But your lifestyle is not one where you hear what I say, and it convicts you, and it goes into your heart, and then it changes the way you live. I want to ask you, if you are not changing as a believer, you're in trouble. You should, on a weekly basis, something in your life should be changing, becoming more like Jesus. Because I know a lot of you, and none of you are exactly like him yet. <laughs> Except for my wife. She's amazing, right? <laughs> she is. She's amazing. You are. You got less of a long way to go than me. That's all it means. <laughs> and so this morning, I, I, I said to my wife on the way here, it does feel very simple what I want to talk about. Because I want to start this morning talking about hearing the Lord. How do we hear God? How does He speak to us? Judging by the deathly silence, we're great listeners. And so Malachi 2 verse 1 to 2, this is the emphasis on how do we honor. He says, oh, now, O priests, this, is, this command is for you. If you will not listen, if you will not take to heart to give honor to my name, then the Lord says to them, then I will curse your blessings. Can you imagine that for a terrible thing? And so, so he's emphasizing here, if you will not hear, if you will not take to heart. And so I want to look at some basic things and at the same time, give us some handles for what does this actually mean in our life. That's how I really do struggle sometimes when it doesn't have a, okay, what does that mean in reality? Because sometimes we're so good at talking Christianese that even we don't understand, but we just, we like, amen, that sounds really good. To honor God with my life. Yes, amen, I agree. To honor God in my giving, to honor, like, what does that actually mean? And so to hear the Lord starts like this, the first thing, how do we hear God? Anyone got a first big, this is how we hear God? There we go. Why don't we read it? <laughs> and so I, I want us to hear with ears this morning that, that we're actually going to listen. The first main way that you are able to hear from, the God, from God, the creator of the universe, from the most incredible being, from somebody who loves you despite your rubbish. Because you have a lot. We have a lot. I have a lot. The first way that every single one of us have access to is through his word. You know, I, I, I do, I find it uh, as a pastor, very often this is something that will, guys will say to me, it's like, man, I just, I struggle to read my Bible. It's just so hard for me. I'm like, I think you're approaching it wrong. I think if you're approaching the Bible as this um, manual that you must do, I think 
I think I would also struggle. To be honest, I don't read much. I can read, thank goodness for that. It's not that I can't, it's that I don't read much else. I'm not an avid reader. My, my oldest daughter, she is somewhat of a bookworm. And she will, for enjoyment, lie on the couch and read a book that we've got. Like one of her highlights is to go to the library. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know how this is my child. I don't understand. Um, but when it comes to the Bible, I see it very differently. Because if you viewed the Bible as one of the main ways that God will speak into your life, I'm desperate to hear from him all the time. I want to know what decisions to make. I want to know how my wife should change. I want to know... <laughs> I want to know how I need to change. I want to know what he thinks about certain things. I want to know what he's thinking. I want to know what I should do. I want to know if I should do this or do that. Or I want to know what God thinks. And that's one of the main reasons I read my Bible is because I want to know what he's like. Our Bible shows us what God is like. And then also it speaks straight into our situations. Uh, I was with a guy on Thursday, and he was shared, sharing a testimony. He was, in a, he was leading a church, and uh, they were a part of a different group of churches in America. And he felt, and we'll talk about this, he felt in, like that, in his inner conscience, by that still small voice, he felt like the Lord saying to him, despite the fact that he, was, he is in desperate need of God, his life was falling apart, he was hanging on to leading his church, and he felt inside that God said to him, I want you to leave leading a church. I want you to bring your church to others and I want you to join them for your sake. And he couldn't hear God. And so he decided he's gonna open his Bible and just read. And in his Bible, he literally, he starts reading on the story about, and Abraham left his father's house to go into other lands. He's like, okay, well, that's a great coincidence. Let's do something else. And I'm not saying that God speaks to us by us just randomly like picking a random part in the Bible and opening to it and seeing what it says, I'm saying that as you read God's word, he will speak to you if you will listen. Thank you, Austin. Actually, your greatest needs, your greatest adjustments that you need to make in your heart, you will find this stuff in the Bible. And the Bible gives us the plumb line for truth. And so this is one of the problems is, is in Malachi, the father has called his family together. And what does he say? He says, this is what I want from you. And then they argue with him. And so a lot of times we don't go near the Bible because it's contentious on a lot of things. I don't like what it says about this or this or this, so I don't go to it. Or it's too harsh or it's too, or I don't understand it. And so we just don't go to the Bible. It's just we rely on somebody else's interpretation of the Bible to be what speaks into my life. Okay, I don't really understand that. Let's just Google what does this dude say about that. Or I'll listen to YouTube shorts of people preaching. Or I'll listen to other things because, you know, it's their job to understand the Bible and tell us in layman's terms what to do. No, no, no. Every single one of us as a part of honoring God with you. Do you, do you want to be someone? And, and we even, we did a response last week and I begged you, I said, please don't stand if you don't want to because God sees you. <laughs> Who wants to honor God with their life? And, and 
99.9% of us responded, yes, we want to honor God. Then I'm saying that you need to be somebody who wants to hear from him. To honor God is not to find your way through your life, making your own decisions and doing as you please. We have a father. We surrendered. We've given our lives to him. Is that cool? 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, it says, all scripture... All scripture is inspired by God and is useful. What? To teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and it teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. The Bible needs to be the plumb line of truth that you live your life according to. The church you join should be determined by what you believe about the Bible. The faith that you walk out should be determined by what you read in your Bible. As a church, we never believe against doing anything contrary to Scripture. Where Bible says this, we don't try and find an excuse to make that more palatable. And this is a warning. In, in, in Timothy, it speaks about in the last days, there will be those, and it's talking about the church, lovers of self, lovers of money, lovers of who will gather teachers around them to tell them what their itchy ears want to hear. You nowadays can find a church, you can find a church that will teach the thing that you want to believe in. You can find a pastor that condones the lifestyle that you want to keep doing, but, but you know it's wrong. You can gather around yourself. You can have itchy ears. You can have, if you want prosperity, you can have prosperity gospel. You, there are preachers out there that will tell you, take out your wallet. Speak to it. I'm not joking. I've heard this. Tell it more. <laughs> Didn't work. Okay. Swap your card. Send me some money. Wait. It's coming. Send an EFT and just wait because the blessing is on its way. And if you don't get the blessing, then you must have done something wrong. Maybe you didn't give enough. Send more money. Then there's more. Some people, honestly, because it can actually be sometimes easier to just buy my way out of the problem. You can find those that say, do you know what? It doesn't matter. The way you live your life doesn't matter. You can, you can have boyfriends and boy, you can be, you can have same-sex relationships. It's okay. God loves everybody. He died for everybody. Everybody is accepted and welcomed in and, and it's okay. This is how you don't make friends. Guys, the Bible just teaches different. Guys, I often say, I was talking to a young, uh, a young friend of mine um, and he was saying, Man, he kind of made like a radical statement, like a radical standard at, at work about his faith, and he hasn't in a while. And now the guys are just like lambasting him. They're just like, well, what about this? You said this is true, but this isn't true. And how's your Bible's full of rubbish? And your Bible hates people. And your Bible tells you to kill people. And religion is how the world got persecuted. And, da, da, da. and he's like, how do I explain it to them? How do I explain it to him? And I want to tell you this. As a believer, it is not your job to defend God and the faith. It's not your responsibility to defend everything that God says. 
Your responsibility is to hear what he says, to take it to heart and for it to affect the way that you live. Joshua draws a line in the sand with Israel. He says, you can go and do what you want, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. If you don't hear through the word of God as the foundation of truth, even what I teach you on Sunday mornings, even what you hear from anybody needs to line up with what God's word says. God's word is the primary way that we hear the truth of what he's saying. Because even when you feel an inner small voice, you could be wrong. Because the scripture says just, the scripture is there to correct us when we're wrong and to teach us what is right. We only know right and wrong because of what the Bible says. And so you don't have to defend the Bible. You have to believe the Bible with faith. That when you read God's word, it's not that we're standing saying, okay, God, you need to prove it to us. He did the work. The Bible says he demonstrated his love when he sent his son to die for us on the cross. He's the one who's demonstrated it. What is our response? If the first way that the God, that the God, if the first way that God speaks to us is through his Bible, shouldn't we give more time to spending time reading it? I know this feels like Christianity 101. It's one of the first things I ask people when they come to me for advice. I want to, I, I have this question that I want to ask you. What do you think? And my first response will be, what does the Bible say? Jeez, bro, that's why we pay you. <laughs> Hello? You're supposed to tell us what the Bible says. No, 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 no. Because I could be wrong. One of the ways that God speaks is through leaders, 100%. But the first way that God will always speak to us, confirm his word with his word. The Bible never contradicts itself. This, the Bible is the foundation for truth. There are worldly, there's this incredible, I consider him probably like, the greatest mind of our time. He's a guy named Jordan Peterson. Not a believer. Doesn't serve the Lord. And he believes that the Bible is the prince. He says the Bible is the foundation for truth. There is no truth outside of the Bible. That's according to a secular philosopher, psychologist. The Bible is the foundation for truth. If you want to find yourself living on the side of truth, what does your Bible say? Jordan Peterson. Not recommending all his stuff. He also only eats meat with salt, but yeah. <laughs> Can I tell you what? The Bible has also, God has given it to all of us. Every single one of us have access to hear from God and re on a daily basis. Do you know that? I just can't hear God at the moment. My emotions are in the way. I've done something wrong. Do you know that whether you're right or wrong, the Bible, you can still read and hear God in the Bible. I just don't know. My conscience is, uh, I'm just in so much trouble. That's why he's given us the word. It's, the Bible is the truth. So this is an overemphasis on simplification, but let me tell you this. If you live this way, your life will honor God. If you live according to his word, do you know what the, my absolute favorite thing is? I can tell you right now, you must never listen to anybody else, including me, ever again, but live according to the Bible. 
And I know that you will be here next week listening to what God's saying because even what we do and live is in the Bible. That's why guys talk about being a Christian outside of church. I'm a Christian, I just don't go to church. I'm just like, I don't understand. Where do you see that in the Bible? Where do you see lone rangers? Where do you see those who live apart? No, 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 the Bible's opposite. When you are saved, you are members of a body, like a finger to a hand. You belong to one another. The Bible says things like, don't judge outside the church. What good is it to you to tell the world, that's wrong, you need to fix that. We need you to fix our potholes, or we need you to make better laws, or there is no, 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 no. The Bible says, where do you judge? In the church. When sin and, and ways of living have become tolerable and you judge what's in the church. Is this according to the scripture? Okay, is that okay? Second way, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the, the one of the, a part of the Trinity of God, the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left, he gave us his spirit. He said, I'm sending my spirit. He'll come to encourage you. And so when you become a believer and you get filled with his spirit, his Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And so for most of us, the primary way that we hear God on a day-to-day basis, even when we're not reading our Bible, is through conviction and through our still, small voice that he puts inside of us. And that's why it's the Bible first, because sometimes your still, small voice is like, no, don't do that. And so we have to live according to our conscience. To honor God is that when you know inside of you that he has asked me to, for example, I know that there are so many of us here who God has called and purposed and he's got incredible things that he would love to do in our lives. But for us, church is just too much of a commitment. So I'll give you a Sunday and I'll give you a Wednesday, but Jesus is like, no, 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 I want everything. And so when you give the minimal, you'll know because you live against your conscience. You know that you should be doing more. I don't live feeling like I could give God any more. I don't. Do you? I wonder wonder if we could, just close your eyes where you are right now. Do you feel like there is any part of your life that you are withholding from God? Is there any aspect where you maybe know, I think I'm a bit selfish in this thing? (laughs) Like, yeah, but, I mean, give me a break. I give him 90% of everything else. You can open your eyes. That stuff that he highlighted, That's how the Holy Spirit talks to us. This area, this thing in your life, this is what I want you, that's God speaking. Do you know how you will honor him? You will hear that still small voice and you'll let it convict you and you will change. That when you sin, And you know that this is, God's not pleased with this. 
How do you honor God? Do you know that you can honor God when you sin? How? By coming to, by listening to the conviction, by repenting, and by turning away from it. You can honor your God with your life. How else does he speak through his Holy Spirit? Through prophecy, the gifts, words of knowledge, words of discernment. There's a whole list. There's, there's um, all the gifts that God gives to encourage and to build one another up. Those are not the primary ways. It, it doesn't supersede the Bible. But words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecy, pictures. Sometimes people see pictures. I'm like that. I have this image in my mind and I'm like, okay, why am I thinking about a giant blue ball? And then, and then in my, inside I feel like the Holy Spirit elaborate on that because I feel like you're cold and bouncy. I don't know. You need to calm down. <laughs> and again, so when the Lord speaks to you by His Holy Spirit, what do you do with it from there? Because I think what, we've, what we start to do is we start to Hear God and do nothing. And then you become somebody who's always hearing and never doing. And one of the ways that this happens is when you start to hear God and not do what he says, do you know what starts to happen? You start to stop hearing God. And so if you're sitting here this morning and you are saying to yourself, I'm a believer, I've been filled with his spirit, and I, don't, I haven't heard from God in a while. I want to ask you, what was the last thing he spoke to you about? Have you done that? Go back to that. Through the preaching of the word. That's how we hear God. It's one of the, the most of the Bible is, the New Testament was, preach, the scripture came from preaching about scripture. And I wanted to give a disclaimer and a warning here. That we live in a time, and like I highlighted earlier, where you can find a preacher for anything that you want to hear. And so the primary method of hearing through preaching should be in this church. And in this, if you remember here, this should be where you primarily hear preaching and the Word of God preached to you. Do you know why? Because it's through relationship and knowing the person. Because actually in my life, I am accountable and I have a team of elders around me and we have a wider team of elders around us and, and in Josh Jen, we have a directing elders team, we have a core team, we have Andrew, we have, we have accountability and our lives are walked out and lived out. If you just listen to some random preacher who is unaccountable and he's just doing, you have no, you don't know the man. His life is not there for you to see because the Bible speaks about following my teaching and my way of life. If you just pick and choose the best internet preachers you can, based on what you think, you will find yourself in very dangerous ground. And so for us as a church, that's why we give of ourselves to preaching. But it also should be the primary. I'm not saying you can never listen to preaching out to you. I'm saying it should honestly be minimal. It should not be your primary source of input is the, a video clip that you got sent from a friend that has got the chord of G with the synthesizer playing. And so it's a little bit emotional. And so you hear this incredible video clip and it, and it says some amazing stuff and it brings your heart to tears. And, and it, I'm saying, hey, God could use that, but that's not the primary way that God wants to speak to you. He is your father. 
You're his child. He loves you. He wants to speak to you directly. Go for it. On this, quickly, um, last year, I ended up following someone on Instagram. Whoa. I don't know how I even... <laughs> I don't even know how I ended up with this person, but sometimes things are suggested, and it was like an encouraging post, and so I clicked on... It, it was this pastor in, I don't know, America, whatever it was, and he had millions of followers, and I looked at some of the things that he was sharing, and, and it was just really encouraging, so I was like, okay, I'm going to follow this. And a couple of months later, I got a, an inbox message from like this pastor's ministries, whatever it was. And it contained a prophetic word, which I read, which I, I was like, okay, what is this? And the prophetic word, I scrolled down and, and at the end, it basically said, if you, like, if you want to receive this word, like you basically have to give money into this account. And, but if you don't, there was a warning. I, show, I showed Dan at the time, I was like, what is this? That if you don't give money, there was a warning that actually I would bring a curse upon myself. And none of his posts would have alluded to, it, like all the stuff that I read was super encouraging, but, um, and I was really shocked and disturbed by what he said. And also because there's power in that stuff. There's power in um, the source that he was drawing from, which, um, Mike, Mike Defay was speaking about the other days. We can't see the source that people draw from. We don't know if it's Jesus. We don't know if it's the true Jesus. And so I was randomly following and, and in a way drawing from someone, and I don't know them. I don't know what they truly believe. I don't know the theology that they subscribe to or the lives that they live. And yeah, so that was um, a lesson learned in my life. <laughs> You will, thank you, babe. You will also always choose your preaching diet based on you, what you want to hear. And the Bible is so clear that that is a warning. You will always find somebody that makes you feel amazing. Or, on the contrary, some people like to get clapped. They like to, they like to get the good truth. They like to get the, and so they will listen to this one person because, and they're like, no, 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 it can't be bad because every time I listen to it, it convicts me. I'm like, no, 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 that's still what you want to hear. That's why you, it's like, um, I don't know, there's this motivational guy that a lot of people listen to called David Goggins. And his whole thing that he does is he's like, you suck. I got up at two o'clock in the morning. What were you doing? Before you got out to work at 8 o'clock, I'd already done 900 push-ups and run 5 kilometers. And, and people are like, oh, it hurts, but I like it. I want to, like, uh, people do that with preaching. Preachers can be like, you suck. You're not a believer. Yeah, yeah I am. I'm not. Okay, yeah, yeah. No. You have to be so careful to what you listen to. Your, the, the default position when you hear somebody preaching should be like, I'm going to weigh this up. Uh, does this check out with the Bible? In a, in a local church context, that's what we believe in the local church. You should come to church and I, or whoever's preaching, should be able to share something with you that you didn't see, like a blind spot. And it surprises you and you, oh God, I need a change. And because there's community and there's fellowship and there's family and there's, it's in person and it's belonging. Okay, moving on. So I'm sorry this isn't the most profound preach that you've ever heard. <clears throat> it's so essential. 
If you want to honor God with your life, do you hear Him? You cannot honor God if you're not hearing Him. If you hear Him, does it convict you? Was it in one ear, out the other? Can you hear, and, and, and I'll be honest, this is one of the great things that we do. Because the Bible is so cutting and because it's so true, we get so used to hearing things that we don't do, that we become people that it's very easy to hear the truth and not live according to it. It's actually, you get scales over your eyes. You actually, you become somebody who you, you can't even see. You just, you, you lift your hands and say, God, you're worthy of it all. If you can sing that and not live it, you're missing something. So he speaks through the Bible. He speaks through the preaching of the Bible. He speaks through the Holy Spirit and gifts that he's given others. Words of encouragement, words of prophecy. Again, a, a, a prophetic word is weighed up. If, if somebody comes to him and says, I feel like God's saying this, this, this. You don't take that as this is the absolute truth. It's one of the ways that God speaks. And so what I generally do, other than the Bible, if God speaks to me in any way, I weigh it up with the Bible. I'm like, Does this, is this saying the same thing that my Bible says? It is. Okay, cool. Do my leaders agree with this for my life? Maybe you're a single woman and the prophetic word is like, man, I see that you're pregnant. And God wants to give you three twins and you need to, like, three twins. Yeah, six, six children, three twins. No jokes. And there is a husband waiting for you. And he's wearing an orange jacket. And you need, yeah, you're like, I don't like orange jackets. If somebody gives you that kind of word, you take it to the Lord. And you, 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 you check, you're like, I don't see much of this in my Bible. And you go to your leaders and you say, hey, somebody gave me this prophetic word. What do you think? And they'll be like, hell no. Orange jackets are a red flag. <laughs> Any dude wearing an orange jacket, you're out. Put that thing on the ground right now. But you weigh it up with your leaders. You weigh it up with your friends. You weigh it up in your community. You don't just blindly hear everything that everybody is telling you, this is what God says. Because when it is like that, then you lose the importance of when God does speak. Because then in the moments when he does speak, you don't hear him. And if you don't hear him, and it doesn't convict you, and you don't change then you're like one of those children who calls God their father but shows him no honor. Okay, I'm landing, so I'm going to just... Sorry, Zarina, we're not getting to any of the scriptures I gave you. Because I'm not going to recap this, I'm just going to touch... God speaks to us through creation. I find it so interesting that so many times, most of what people are living out, or the most profound things that they get, are when they're sitting going through their infinite scroll on some kind of social media on a bench, in a park, surrounded by nature, looking at your mobile device. Do you spend time, uninterrupted time, in nature, in creation? Because the Bible says that creation cries out to the creator. Even if it's just coffee in the back garden, looking at a tree. God can speak to you through creation. Put the device down. Do you experience creation? Because it reflects the glory of our creator. 
I often get that, oh my goodness, I, my children are the best at this because like this week they came running to us. They were like, they were playing in the garden and a chameleon crawled on one of the children and she came running. She's like, I got a chameleon. And we all just actually marveled at this chameleon again. We're like, oh my word, look how God created this thing. Look at this. And, it was, and then I had this little like, felt God speak to me and I was like, do you spend time in creation? Take up surfing, it's great for you. Big sharks put the fear of God back in you. Ask Joel, getting taken out to Robin Island on a surfboard helps you in your prayer life. God help me! Elijah, can I tell your story, not to embarrass you, where you asked Hannes to pray for you? That's, this is one of my favorite stories about Elijah. But, so these two are some of my favorite human beings. That's why we imported them from the Berg, Boxburg. And um, one of the first times we went surfing, and these two guys are super eager surfers. They'll eventually be better than me. And we go surfing, and they are both super determined, strong-willed, buff, fit dudes. And so they go surfing and they're dying like halfway, like 15 minutes into the surf, they're both already nearly dead. And, um, and eventually Joel gets washed back to shore and to be honest, he had one of my boards and I wanted to make sure he didn't break the board. So I go, I go paddling back to Joel and I leave Elijah at the back. Terrible, my bad. And Elijah starts paddling back in and it's kind of difficult and he's getting really tired and then his legs go into this massive spasm. And so Hannes who leads Malkbo's congregation, is paddling up to Elijah, and he says, Brew, can I, can I help you? And Elijah, say, no, Elijah says to him, can you pray for me? Hannes <laughs> <laughs> is like, I can help you. <laughs> like, let me, just, let me just take you, instead of like laying hands on you while you're drowning, let me just, <laughs> let me, let me just pull you back to shore. You're a winner. He's also one of the first guys I saw, like he's already been in really big wave surfing, so I'm very proud of him too. Does your prayer life have any listening time? I'm done. There's so much we can do. Listening to the Lord requires patience. Don't, don't bring him your 15 minutes. This is what you got, like you bring to your marriage. Okay, I got 15 minutes. Tell me what you want to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I've got an hour this week. How do you want to connect? No, no, no. Don't, don't bring your impatience to your relationship with God and expect Him to jump through your hoops. Okay, God, I've got, got a dirty 15 minutes in the morning. Like, just before I shower, when I'm stumbling around the house with dragon breath, looking for coffee, I'm going to have a quiet time and expect you to speak into my life and change me. Like, when you want to hear from him, you'll make the time. If you don't want to hear from him, it's because you don't know how good he is. I think that that is one of my conclusions that I've come to with when people say, I don't have a desire to pray. I don't have a desire to read my Bible. I get, I get almost tearful because I don't think you realize how good he is. I don't think you realize how much he loves you and how much good he has for you, 
and how he, he really wants what's best for you. And he's not a grumpy old man in the sky with a cane wanting to smack you. He's this incredibly loving father that will consistently come back to you. When you reject him, he comes to find you. When you run away from him, he pursues you. He's not some grumpy old man with a book that tells us to hate gay people. Really, that's what people have boiled God down to. God loves all people, regardless. But he transforms us into his image. And for our good, he wants to conform us to what he looks like. And in God, there is this beautiful male and female, and them, and them, and the unity of them, and how it reflects him. Male and male can't reflect God. It's so different. God is male and female, and that's what reflects God. That's, that's why marriage. I, the last thing I said, I wanted to touch on this this morning to my wife. That is why in Malachi 2, God goes on to say to them, I've stopped hearing from you because of your marriage. Because of your marriages. I want to say to you, if you are not hearing from God, how does your marriage look? Are you honoring your wife? Are you loving your wife? Are you laying down your life for your wife? Wife, are you submitted and yielded and loving your husband? Sorry, single people are like, we're at. <laughs> Remember this, you'll need it. Your marriage is one of the ways that you will consistently hear God. If you are stuck in your marriage, and this is, normally the wives are more open than the husbands. If, if there are things that you get stuck in in your marriage, get perspective. Ask leaders to give input. Reach out. Don't live in a stuck marriage. A marriage can be the worst relationship on the face of the planet. Or it can be the absolute best. You have to be yielded to God. You have to want to hear Him. Can I pray for us? Father, I want to ask this morning, would you, um, you know, firstly, by your Spirit, that um, I pray with the, that you would convict of righteousness not right now. That you, would, that you would show us the areas in our life that we, that we really need to make an adjustment on. Maybe it is... Um, not reading our Bibles or not, not giving ourselves or maybe we hear you but we never change. Holy Spirit, I pray that even um, maybe we find ourselves blocked from sin where we don't hear what you're saying. Would you convict this morning and lead us to repentance? I pray for marriages that are stuck that you would unblock right now. I just felt like um, we sang this song that said, we go low, low, low as you, we lift you high. I want to tell you that in, in your marriage, there is a solution, one solution to every problem. Go low. Be the lowest. Be the one that is willing to say sorry first. Be the one that's filled with humility. Don't point a finger at the other one. Lord Jesus, would you speak into our life? I pray that this week, for those of us who maybe have felt like we haven't heard God's voice in a while, or that we really need to hear God's voice, we need to make a decision, or we need to do something, I pray this week, would you come and speak so clearly to them? as they read their Bible, as they pray, or as they get together in with their friends or community, or I pray, God, would you speak to us? That we would hear your voice so that we could be those that are sons and daughters that honor our Father with our lives. I thank you for this in your wonderful name, Jesus. Amen.